morning, everybody, and welcome to Morning Mixtape News. You're tuned in to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm your host, Anna Giselle Kiyunasang. Here are our stories for today, September 28, 2023. First up, the Canadian House Speaker has resigned following a visit from a veteran Ukrainian Nazi. Then, a 13-year-old has been arrested for making bomb threats at a Hamilton public school. And, the RCMP say they have footage of the death of a Sikh leader in BC. And finally, late night comedy shows set their return date. After that, we'll go to Krishna for a new segment of Hidden Histories. But now, to the news. To start us off, House of Commons Speaker Anthony Rhoda has resigned and will step down this week. The CBC says that his invitation to a Ukrainian veteran who fought in a Nazi division during World War II prompted the decision. The CBC says the Ukrainian veteran was a constituent of Rhoda's writing. Rhoda had invited him last week to sit in the Parliament Gallery during Volodymyr Zelensky's address. CTV says that Rhoda led MPs in a standing ovation of Yaroslav Hunka. 98-year-old Hunka was found this weekend to be a part of the Waffen-SS Galicia Division. CBC reports that the group was a voluntary Nazi division. The Washington Post says the division was formed specifically by Maine Holocaust organizer Heinrich Himmler. The Washington Post says that Rhoda commended Hunka as a, quote, Canadian hero, unquote, during the session. His statement led MPs to applaud for him. The CBC also reports that a minister from Poland says he has, quote, taken steps, unquote, to extradite Hunka. He says that Hunka should face criminal charges for his involvement in the unit that caused such pain to Poland during the war. A Canadian Jewish rights group say they believe all 338 MPs in Parliament are responsible for the incident in praise of Hunka. The Friends of Simon Weisenthal Center is calling for public hearings to investigate further and ensure it doesn't happen again. Another Jewish activism group say they want the government to release a report from the 1980s surrounding the amount of Ukrainian Nazi activity in Canada following World War II. Reports say that an estimated 2,000 Ukrainian members of the Waffen-SS were admitted into Canada following the war. Jewish groups say they are skeptical of how Nazi collaborators have been granted peaceful lives in Canada after their past actions. The CBC says an election for the next speaker will happen early next week. Next up, a 13-year-old has been arrested after calling in a bomb threat to a Stony Creek Elementary School Tuesday. The CBC says police told them they were able to trace a call from a young person who made the threat. They also report that since Thursday, 16 threats have been made to Hamilton schools. According to the CBC, Hamilton schools saw around 20 threats of violence in 2022. Parents told the CBC they were concerned over the amount of threats received over a short period of time. The CBC reports that the murder of a Sikh activist this June were caught on security cameras. They report that Hardeep Singh Najjar was killed in his truck outside a Gurdwara in BC. According to the CBC, his death has become a point of strong debate in diplomatic ties between Canada and India. The CBC says the relations between the countries have been strained since Trudeau told Parliament there were, quote, 
credible allegations, unquote, of India's involvement in the killing. The temple is not making the video public, but say they turned it over to the RCMP, an integrated homicide investigation team. A volunteer at the Gurdwara, who says he viewed the video, told the CBC he estimated Nijar was shot at least 50 times. He says that the video included two men blocking off Nijar's car as he left the parking lot. He told the CBC he then saw two men fire into his truck. He says the video he saw was not a random act of violence, but planned. CTV reports that both Canada and India have expelled foreign diplomats from their country. They say India has denied all allegations of involvement. The Premier BC and Trudeau announced this week together they are committed to sharing info with the province to focus on safety. And finally, late-night comedy shows have set their return dates following the WGA strike deal. The Big Five of late-night comedy announced their quick return to air this Wednesday over social media. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, and Seth Meyers shows will release newly taped episodes within the next week. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver is set to release first this Sunday night. The big names of late night hosts joined up during the strike to create their podcast, Strike Force 5. According to the hosts, all proceeds from the show went to supporting their staff during the strike. The shows have been off air since early May. The Guardian says that A-lister guests won't be a part of the shows as they return as the Actors Guild strike carries on. Well, that's all for me. Here's Krishna with Hidden Histories. Good morning. I'm your host, Krishna Prasad, and welcome to this week's Hidden Histories segment, where I talk about the little-known stories behind our everyday world. Let's start this one off with a quote from Sir Alexander Fleming. When I woke up just after dawn on September 28, 1928, I certainly didn't plan to revolutionize all medicine by discovering the world's first antibiotic or bacteria killer. But I guess that was exactly what I did." End quote. According to PBS, the story goes that Fleming, a bacteriologist for St. Mary's Hospital in London, had just come back from a lovely little summer vacation in Scotland to find that his lab bench was an absolute mess. So he gets to work on the fall cleaning operation when he notices that an odd new mold has contaminated some of his sample petri dishes, which contained a bacteria known for causing serious infections. Upon further inspection, however, this mold seemed to halt the normal growth of this bacteria almost completely. This mold was, of course, Penicillium notatum. It took him a bit, but Fleming was finally able to grow enough for further study, and the results were beyond impressive. Apparently, some sort of factor in the Penicillium mold was capable of not just stopping the growth of this bacteria, but could be used to combat a variety of other infections, and at the time lethal diseases. The problem? He didn't have nearly enough funding to keep looking into it. This is where Dr. Howard Florey came in. A professor of pathology at Oxford University, he was an expert at wrangling research funds out of stingy bureaucrats and managing huge labs with talented but quirky scientists. Both these skills would come in handy for the development of penicillin when Florey ran into Fleming's paper on the mold and, with his interest piqued, decided to look into it with his colleagues. Alongside one such colleague, Dr. Ernest Chain, they isolated the pure penicillin and created a crude prototype of what it would later become. After a great deal of testing on sepsis-infected rats, 
the team had enough information to start human testing, but realized that they didn't have the means to produce enough of the pure substance to actually treat anyone. This is where Dr. Norman Heatley stepped up, creating an extremely rudimentary mold factory with literally every available container or pan he could get his hands on. In the summer of 1941, the Oxford team collaborated with American scientists to develop the means of production for our current drug, which is also when colleague Mary Hunt showed up to work one day with a cantaloupe, carrying a pretty gold mold. Further testing revealed that this mold, Penicillium chrysogeum, produced almost 200 times the pure penicillin of Fleming's mold. Just in time, too, as World War II hit, and death by infected wounds dropped from 18% to less than 1%. In the end, this wonder of medical science that saved countless lives from deadly disease was created because someone forgot to clean up after themselves at work. And in other words, my desk isn't actually a mess, it's a breeding ground of innovation, and that's why I didn't clean it. That's all for this week's in Histories. I'm Krishna, reporting for Met Radio, 1280 AM, Toronto, and thanks for listening. Well, that's all from us, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Morning Mixtape News. For Met Radio, 1280 AM, I'm Anna Giselle Funasing. Be sure to stay tuned for more.